Welcome to Food for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. And this is 60 Minutes. We just watched the yeah. 50th anniversary 60 Minutes. That was, it was good. You learned a lot. That was I a good did. history lesson. It was a good history lesson. What was, your, what was the most um, memorable? The one about uh, President Kennedy's Secret Service agent. Me too. It, yeah. made, it made me, I choked up. The guy uh, was wrecked by guilt his whole life yeah. that he didn't, if he had gotten there a second faster, he thought he could have saved the president's life. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Well, Solomon, moving on to... Football, less heartbreaking things. Unless you're a Madrid fan, the season's been Ooh. pretty rough. So we're gonna just do Didn't a quick roundup of La Liga and the Prem. Maybe talk about one or two Serie A games that I like to talk about, and then we're gonna do a World Cup preview. Let's just say first, I was just informed by you because I don't haven't been flying since and I see it. See, I got knocked out. Yeah, MLS playoffs. The final will be again between t- Toronto and Seattle. And that excites you how much on a scale of one to a million? Zero. <laughs> Why? How can you be so unenthusiastic about NLS? I don't care what the NYCSC is out, really. Yeah, but how? But I'm just asking, you love football. I don't know. Is this you love football quality? very much. I don't know. It yeah, just doesn't I don't, excite you It's an interesting puzzle because you should be... The biggest you, fan. Well, you're the kind of person that MLS... And to be fair, did you know that of all the major, um, of all the major team sports in America... Where do you think MLS averages uh, in, in, in live attendance? Yeah, fourth, third, third ahead of NHL and NBA. Now, granted, ahead of NBA, granted, basketball and hockey, you, it's hard to watch from really far away. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, I mean, if you had an arena, a basket, I mean, there are games played with fifty thousand basketball fans, especially college, yeah. but it's you know you're basically not that many people in the states care that much about hockey when you think about it. It's true. It's Not true. Everyone, well, the people who care care a lot. I yeah. like that there's a sport like that. That even though you and I don't follow it, all the people who follow it, you know, I'm. I love it. Yeah. You know what? I'm a big believer in Solomon. What? Heterogeneous preferences. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? No. Well, you'll figure it out. But I'm too tired. It means uh, people, different people, like different things, yeah, and to each it, their own. And it's a uh, it's a sign of a, a a good society and a mature person to accept yeah. that someone can. Uh, love or hate something that you may hate or love, and that's fine as long as it doesn't cross the line into uh, like hate, like liking the Madridians, right? Mm, well, to the football again. To the football. Let's try again. Um, <laughs> you think I'm going to derail you again? Yeah. Uh, What's your favorite shade of blue? All right. So in the Premier League, Chelsea is Newcastle three to one. Eden Hazard brace. Murata scores. Chelsea's looking good, but there's one team who will get to in a minute who's kind of probably going to run away with the Prem, kind of like Chelsea last year. Mm. Liverpool beats Brighton 5-1. Firmino scored twice. Coutinho scored. I forget who scored the other goal, but another goal. Do you remember how I said Lewis Dunk, a guy in Brighton, last year, last week became the first player in a season to score an own goal against City and United? I feel like I should say yes, even though yeah, the answer is he no. He scored one against Liverpool this week, Congratulations. too. Congratulations. He's having a rough season. It's a good name for someone who scores a lot of own goals. Dunk. dunk yeah. yeah. Is, he, um, is he Dutch? I don't know what he is. Dunk. Lewis Dunk. dunk. Lewis D-U-N-K. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Arsenal beats United 3 1. I, I didn't get to watch it. Arsenal. Arsenal beats United? No, you're right. United beats Arsenal. I'm tired. <laughs> what have you been doing? Homework or something? No. How much homework did you do this weekend, would you say? Enough. I did a good amount. In hours. Just, um, I don't know. I'm curious. People around the world would like to know how much. Uh, we'll say three uh, hours. That's it? All I weekend? Don't know. I don't think people really care about my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Proceed. I'm <laughs> kidding. Not really. Uh, so yeah, United beat Arsenal three one. I heard Arsenal played better, but they still lost. De Gea fourteen saves for United, most in Prem history in a game. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Timmy Howard has sixteen in the World Cup game, most ever. Mm. Um, that was Belgium. Yeah. 
I don't think either of these teams are that good this year, but whatever. Then the team who I think is very good, Man City beats West Ham two to one. I understand that was a late a late winner. Again, in like the last four or five games, or four of the last five, mm. they had a late winner. 83rd minute, something maybe later. David Silva, who I'm a big fan of, scored. Um, they've played like 20 or 21 games this year. They've won all but one, and the one they didn't win was a draw against Everton. Um, mm. Did you speak? Did we talk about the the Wayne Rooney hat trick the other day? We didn't. Wayne Rooney scored a hat trick. Did you see the goal from from midfield? I haven't yet. It was assisted by. Do you know who? Did I tell you? Joe Hart. Joe Hart, pride of Shrewsbury. We're not an assist. Well. <laughs> he gave it to Wayne Rooney as a West Ham player who was on the other team. Correct. Yes, it was not uh, an actual, yeah. And then uh, did you see, uh, are you going to talk about, I just saw one clip of an Italian goalkeeper. That's what I was going to talk about. Do you know the backstory? No. Uh-uh. So it was, he's playing for Benevento, who was promoted this season. What's his name? I don't know. Okay. This was their 15th game of the season. They lost their previous 14. Oh, boy. And this, at I think at AC Milan, I don't know if it's at home. One of the most famous clips in the world who's not been too well for a huge summer spending spree, 95th minute equalizer from your goalkeeper. They're still easily going to get relegated. The goalkeeper, it was a header on a corner. Yeah, or a header on a free kick. I think so. There's still no way pretty much I don't get Did relegated. Did they win or drew? They drew. Okay, but so still. That's, get, like, that's a good point, though. They're going to get relegated. <laughs> but Well, speaking of getting a good point. Mm, Barcelona? Would you call it a good point? You didn't watch. You didn't get to watch. It was I, early. I set my alarm. You, you for, slept through it. I slept my alarm for six forty-five and I slept through it. Did you really? Of course. I would have happily woken you up if I'd known you yeah, really wanted to get you. up. Yeah, yeah. So we drew two-two to South Vigo, who's now managed by our former assistant Juan Carlos Lundwig. I didn't see the whole game, but I didn't see the game. But once again, I'm not getting to it again. The refs. We had another goal clearly onside to slow Luis Suarez, um, but they're just people like that. We don't need. They don't deserve. Art words anymore. People like what? Who cheat like that? So basically, you're you're doubling down on your conspiracy theory that the I don't want to talk about the refs are. Yeah, yeah. Now the political situation in Catalonia has has died down for the most. The, the controversy has died down. I'm not sure how much it's died down. I think it's just I don't want to sound like President, Supreme Leader, tr- Dictator Trump mm-hmm. <laughs> by saying the media is terrible and biased. But to an extent, the media is very biased. This isn't as much about bias. It's about how f- quickly things come in and out of the public eye. You're so An right. example is James Comey. He was the, in the thick of anything one day, the next day no one talked about him. Mm-hmm. That's not because he got less support. In it. It's because the media didn't knew they covered him a lot and they wouldn't sell as many papers, get as many people to watch TV, so they moved on. I don't know what's going on in Catalonia. I haven't been following it as much closely. I think the media hasn't chosen to cover it as much. I think it's part of the reason. So I'm gonna, I think you're making an excellent point, um, and I think you're largely right. I would say one thing in kind of response to it, not not or not countering it really, but yeah. in response. I mean, if you think about it, there's a there's a concept called opportunity cost. You ever heard that phrase before? Yeah, I think so. So basically, if I choose to do to do a story on one thing, obviously I can't do it on something else. So you're right that the media they they pay attention to the thing. First of all, they pay attention to the thing that's kind of most whatever entertaining often, yeah. right? And the other thing they do that I think is actually even worse is all the media pays attention to the things that all the rest of the media do. Yeah, exactly. And that to me is like even worse. Like if there are 10 newspapers, all 10 will get obsessed with the same story because the other nine are. Whereas I think the public would be a lot more informed if if journalism could have a little bit more, you know, backbone and yeah. and decide things on their own. 
That said, you know, when the big story is happening, like the 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 ballot and the referendum in in Catalonia, and everybody paid attention, um, you know, you can understand why there there's so much um, heat put on that, and then you can also understand why people are less interested when there's not high drama going on. Uh, yeah, but because now it's in a kind of holding pattern. But you're right, you're you're totally right. It's a good it's a good lesson. Oh, sorry. The other thing I was going to say is, you know. Let's say you have a let's say you're a newspaper and you have ten reporters in Europe and don't send them all to the same place. Well, and let's say two of them were in Catalonia, one in Barcelona, one somewhere else. When that story starts to die down a little bit, you can either leave them there and keep reporting on it, which would be one option. But there's other stories that happen, and you got to deploy them. That's, That's the opportunity true. cost. So, and you know about this kind of well because you were a journalist, correct? Not this kind, as far as I know. Correct. Anyway, so yeah, we drew. The rest did it. <laughs> but what bothers me more is Samuel Umtiti out for about two months mm. without something hamstring. Ham- hamstring. Yeah. So this is his first injury? Or did, you know, he was hurt a little bit last year too, wasn't he? Briefly, but yeah. he's not an injury-prone guy at all. So how? Uh, so talk to me for a minute about what uh, Umtiti's injury means for the coming... First of all, our defense is very spotty, very thin. Yeah. As of This season we've had four first-team center backs. Vermaelen, who can be counted on to be fit for more than a game or two usually. Mashon has been injured. PK, who's had suspension on his surface, has been injured. And Umtiti, who I go as far to say after Messi, maybe after Stegen, has been our second or third best player. Who is the uh, who's on deck? Who are the fifth and sixth? I think Mashi is finally healthy for now. No, no, I mean besides those oh. four, David Costas from the B team is good. We are going to probably sign someone in January. I was going to say is Mashon was planning to leave at the end of the season with Umtiti out till February. No, he's planning to leave in January. Possibly. Oh. If he out until February, he'll probably say it'll end the season oh. out of service. How do you feel about that? I love Matt Sean. I think he's a warrior. He'll always give everything for the club. But I don't know how much longer he can compete at the top level. Where was he planning to go? I heard China, possibly. Wow. Um, so this is an interesting... The timing yeah. is interesting. We, you think it'll keep Mastrano on Barca for a whole another six months, basically? Yeah. Um, I think we will sign a center back. In January, the options are most likely Yerimina from Palmeiras, who mm-hmm. have been linked to for a while, who I've never been the biggest fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthias Delict from Ajax, and Inigo Martinez from Sociedad, who we almost signed this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, Inigo, I think, is a very good player. He's a pretty good player. He's a solid backup who can start when needed. I think he might be the me- make sign that makes most sense for now, but Matthias Delict, I think, could be the best center back in the world one day. He's already very solid, so mm-hmm. I'd go for him. Is there anybody else who's been playing a lot lately for Barca that could play that role in a pinch with between the injuries and so on? Yeah, center back. Yeah. I heard Digne is a backup option, which mm-hmm. is pretty drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, one th- we are about to sign like this guy, Arthur Melo, who I've been a big fan of from Grêmio in Brazil. He looks like the next Chavi. I never want to really call someone that because it's just so extreme. Mm-hmm. But this guy, I'll show his highlights later, is unbelievable. Was Iniesta the next Chavi? He was as good, if not better, just a different type of player. Mm-hmm. What did Xavi do that was so different from everybody else? I've never seen Xavi control the game and make a game go as fast or slow as he wanted. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone do that as well as Xavi has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not even Jeremy Matiu? Not even Jeremy Matiu. Maybe <laughs> the best player of all time. Um, let's quickly go over some more scores. Madrid draws 0-0. Mm-hmm. Athletic Bilbao. Dirty little Sir Ramos got sent off in the 86th minute. Um, the 19th. You'd still want him, though. No, I would. I, you would. I would. I would want Varad. Just imagine this. Just pretend for one minute. You go to sleep tonight. You wake up. Somehow, Ramos has become 
a Barca center back. What's your actual emotion at that moment? I'll put it this way. If you say he's at United, I'd be happy, but I hate him too much that I couldn't be happy. Uh, I, I think you're talking now with your brain and not your emotion. Uh, really, you imagine, my emotion, not my brain. No, I'm. Act, I think you're trying. I think you're saying what you want to be true. He's an incredible player, but I you, think that person. You want him, okay? If you, that makes you happy, Steve. you want him. Um, so Madrid, they're not looking. <laughs> they're. I love how we drew, but they drop points too, so that's good. They're still eight points behind us. Atleti beat Sociedad two to one. Late Griezmann or Felipe Luis goal. I forget which one scored first or second. So they're now six points behind us. Getafe beat ten man. Getafe beats Valencia one 0 You're burying so, you're burying the lead. That's the big story. Yeah, but no, I just like Madrid not winning. So yeah, uh, Valencia we didn't win, but they lost, so we're five points clear. Um, and had they won, we'd be two points clear only. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So who's coming up? What's coming up for Barca? Uh, I don't. Well, this weekend, this midweek, we have Sporting Lisbon in the Champions League, which I couldn't care less about because mm-hmm. we've won the group. Mm-hmm. That's great. Who, who will play? Will that be like an entire B squad? Do you think? We'll see. Um, I don't know. What I, would you do we'll, if you were my, managing? You want to hear my whole storyline? What I do? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I would do. I'd put. I'd put. Hang Silas, on, let me get a pillow. Okay, go. I put Silasen in goal, Dinier in left back. I'm not even gonna try to guess who's gonna play a center back. Well, come on, injuries. you got to. It's a decision you gotta um, make. I'd play. Costas from the beat. I'm trying to think who's registered with UEFA for this. I don't know. Um, right back, play Vidal. Then CDM, central defense at mid. I want to play Busquets, but not Sergi. Sergio, Oriel Busquets. Oh, who's, have I told you about him? No. He's a, he made his debut in the Copa this week. He was great. Related? No. Um, his father was a goalkeeper. Yeah. Like Sergio's. And he plays in the same position, the same style, and oh. same last name. Oh my goodness! Late. It's the weirdest. Now Oriol is a very Catalan. Name, very yes. Catalan. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's incredible. I play Elena in midfield, who I think is an excellent. Pardon me, Elena. Carlos Elena. Uh huh. And um, I can and, give Denis some game time, and then I guess I don't think I'm trying to think. There are three B team players who are registered. I know for the Champions League, Elena. Um, Busquets. I forget the third. I only think it's Jose Arne. He's too play. So I play. Up front, Paco, De La Feu. Who else is fit and doesn't? I don't know. We don't need to talk about this. Now. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, how many? Tell me a little bit more about um, the B team players who are being reg- who who have been registered for UEFA. One club can only register so many off its B team. Is that the way? So, it does you can only register so many players? And okay, only, totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, what's up with Sergi Roberto? He just came back from injury this week. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he should be a midfield starter. I. Well, do you, I think what our line should be now, when everyone's fit this season, should be Ter Stegen, Alba, EPK, Semedo, Busquets, Iniesta, Roberto, Overactic, then mm. Messi, Suarez, and Ballet. Mm-hmm. And who's first off the bench? Rakitic? I'm thinking Rakitic. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Paulinho. Yeah. Um, I'm still not that convinced of Paulinho. I know you're not. I think partly that's because you were so anti him that you, your ego yeah. can't admit that yeah. you were so deeply wrong. Yeah. Or maybe you're totally right and he's just you know having a honeymoon period. I, one thing I'll say, Messi loves him. Yeah, Messi does. So that seems to matter a lot. Messi's for part of the reason he came. He helped him come. Yeah. Uh, well, last guy I want to talk about is Napoli, who looked like they were probably going to who they could win. So they lost one 0 Juventus, who probably come roaring back. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the World Cup now. Sure. So I'm gonna be honest, with you guys. I didn't. I was tired and lazy, so I didn't write a World Cup layout. So we're just gonna go with it. Let's go with it. We're gonna go group by group, picking out some of the best players and who we least can go through. 
And this is, uh, you're going to talk about what you think is actually going to happen or what you want to happen or what you want to see in person? All of it. Okay. So Group A is what a lot of people are saying is probably the worst group in in modern World Cup history. Uh Russia's in it, who's according to FIFA is the worst team in the tournament, but they're in pot one with the best teams because they're the host. Mm -hmm. They drew Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. I think Uruguay are the clear candidates to win the group. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be Russia or Egypt. I don't see Saudi Arabia making much of a splash. I think Salah, Elneny, those players could be very good for Egypt, and I think they'll squeak in second Did place. Did Russia, as the home team, get a fortuitous draw? Well, that's what you get from me I mean, in the in the pot one. I see. Okay. Um, I think for if each group we're going to try to say the best player, I think this place is pretty obvious. It's Luis Suarez. Mm-hmm. Not been in the best form recently, but he's probably the best there. Um, okay. And so as you give these, uh, as you look forward to these, tell us. Who you think might be? I'm just curious to know who you might think might who you think might be overrated and who you think is a good dark horse candidate along dark, the way. Well, okay. it depends what you mean as dark horse to win it or no? So I think um, Egypt could make a splash. Egypt's let's not say, the let's say a dark horse to you know outperform expectations Egypt. by a yeah. lot. So quarters or something yeah. for for someone like Egypt yeah. that would be quarters. This maybe. group's the easiest one to pick. Who's going to go through? Mm-hmm. Spain, Portugal, Morocco, and Iran. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Spain and Portugal, probably in that order. The best player. Is probably Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. I would say Andres Iniesta, but I'm not in the mood for an argument right now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and yeah, we. Sh- I think we sh- we should try to go to- if we this one of the games we want to try to go to if we're Portugal, there. Spain. Yeah. Well, oh. oh, I'm looking where it is. Where is it? It's in Sochi. Ooh, isn't that far out? Yeah, it is. But that's the thing with if we go, go here to this, it won't be as easy to travel as it was in France. Well, they have airplanes. No, but it's such a huge country. Yeah, oh my but God. so is America. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not as big as Russia. It's true. Um, so you think Morocco and Iran have no chance of getting through? Not really. I, uh, sorry, pardon my total, total ignorance here. But in the World Cup uh, bracket, uh, only the top two go. There's no like third place playoff? Yeah, correct. Okay, thank you. Um, group C? Group C. I think France should win it. Ooh, I like, why, don't, why don't you, for the listeners, why don't you just name all four? Before oh, yeah, say- France, Australia, Peru, and Denmark. Okay. I think Denmark will be a science. I think Christian Eriksen is one of the best playmakers in the world. I really? take him at Barca in an instant. Mm. Um, but I think France will win it. They're mm-hmm. just too strong not to. I think that I think they could win the World Cup quite possibly. And who will also go through? France and Denmark. Okay. I don't think Australia. Peru no chance. The they could. Mm-hmm. But um, Peru. And the best player in that group, Peru, I'd say, is Pop Pogba or has, Antoine Griezmann. Has Peru made it lately? I don't think recently. Okay. Group D. Mm-hmm. Um, Argentina, Croatia. Iceland and Nigeria. Oh my gosh, think, that's an amazing group. I think if we're going to the best player, I'd I would watch every one of those games. The best player, I'd say, probably was someone like Javier Mascherano. What? Javier Mascherano. No, I can't. What? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> Lino. Do you hear my, me trying to speak with a Spanish accent there? I, I should not. never do that again. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, no, it's funny. After one, oh, 09 or 11, I think it was 11, one of the teams we found was Barca B United in. A rep- after Messi had played amazingly, a reporter asked Sir Alex Ferguson, who was probably the greatest manager ever, um, <laughs> if you could decide one player from Barcelona to be, and he said, he's like, that's the stupidest question I've ever heard. So he said, Bastirado. Only because he scores so many goals for yeah. Barca. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we just talk about this group for a minute? Argentina, obviously, has a lot going forward, a lot of history, a lot of great players, player et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Iceland, just unbelievable momentum we coming try off to see, the Euros. We should try to see Iceland. If Croatia, I mean, tell me who are, who name five starters for Croatia. Modric, Mandzukic, Rakitic, Kalinic doesn't start, uh, Kovacic, Serna. 
Uh-huh. Almost all itches. And then Nigeria. Nigeria is- never frown. I was going to say f- frown or shrug, but it's frown at them. <laughs> they also just play. I, I just like They're their exciting. Style. They're really exciting. They're a good team. They're a good team. I, wow. I think Argentina should win the group. It's I think Croatia group. will go through, but any other team could go through, especially Croatia. I've heard they've not been doing too well lately and squeaked through. Who's the lowest ranked of those four, Nigeria or Iceland, do you believe? It could be Nigeria because mm-hmm. Iceland, it could be. Honestly, I don't even know because FIFA's rankings are just Yeah, FIFA's rankings are right. Yep. Okay, Group next. E is Brazil. One, one problem with FIFA's rankings, I understand, is that they count the way they count friendlies. Is that a big issue? I think so. And also, for everyone who's listening, this, I know, is a very rudimentary World Cup preview. We're going to have a lot of World Cup buildup. So much World Cup buildup. So much, and many huge episodes. Hopefully, we'll be in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, Group E, Brazil, Switzerland. I did, I did learn some, some inside information. Did you know that the Men and Blazers are, A, not going to oh. Russia, but B, they're going to have a tour of America during the World Cup. That's exciting. To promote, can you tell how you learned this or can you not tell? Uh, I did have a, uh, a social engagement the other night. With our friend, with Roger Bennett, Roger Raj, Bennett, who we're of, hoping on the show. Yeah, we should definitely we have should him on definitely the show. Get on the show. We love you, Roger. We, we, we love, love your bald head. Love your bald Beautiful head. Beautiful bald head. <laughs> can I say that? Because I'm not bald. I think bald you just did. No? Yeah. You, th- you think it's baldest because you're not bald? It's baldest. You know, I have this thing every time when I go to the. To you're great. To you're our, not that great. When I go to our barber, who's your barber too, since you were a little kid, uh, and he's a great guy. And every time he cuts my hair, I'm looking at the back for the is bald it, is spot. There? No, there's not really a bald I'm spot. Proud of you. And I'm kind of, I hate to say it, I'm, you know, I, I kind of like bald. that. Yeah, but I feel so bad because I'm looking for the bald spot. And he's totally bald, and he's a barber. But you know, he's he, older too. But he's got his professional. Like he, he would never indicate to you that it was not okay for you to look for your own bald spot. Yeah, that's a sign of a true professional, even though he's bald. Yeah, and a barber that's got to be hard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, and Serbia in Group E. Hmm. Brazil should win it. Mm-hmm. Could who's, get nine points. Who's second there? Switzerland. <sighs> I would say you Switzerland. Well, paper, Costa Rica is a good No, I'm saying on paper Switzerland, but I think it could be Costa Rica. Yeah, what about they, Serbia? They were, I think it's going to be Costa Rica. On, I don't see much in Serbia. I think it'll be Costa Rica. Really Name feel. some Costa Rican players for me. Well, I don't. I can't even remember the national team. I know they've run on Madrid, a running loss, NYCFC. I don't know if they really make the team. Mm-hmm. But there is a solid group, Las Ticos. Name some that, Swiss. Uh, Jeremy Shakiri, Ricardo Rodriguez, I know it's not Swiss. Diego Benaglio, Grena Jaca. They're a very solid team. And Serbia? I can't think of any right now. This is unbelievable. Hmm. I hate it when you put me on the spot because it makes me seem like I don't know much about football. You don't know much about football. I don't. All right, moving on to group. So sorry, from group I think, e, I think you see Brazil Costa, and Costa Rica. I think Costa Rica, yeah. Okay. They were great in qualifying. They they made the quarters of the last World Cup only losing to the Netherlands on penalties. Group F, uh, my two least favorite teams in the tournament, Germany Mexico, no, along with Sweden and South Korea. All right, so first of all, who do you think goes through there? Germany's going to win it. Yeah, and, Mexico and, should come in second, but I, I think Sweden could make it, and I don't see much sense. And why are Germany and Mexico your two least favorite teams? Mexico, I don't think it's a country that hate them as a team. They're dirty. They're our biggest rivals. I think there's nothing terrible about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany, I'm a Jew. I don't like the Germans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but like, it's not, I don't dislike Germany. I just don't like any the idea of any slightest way of German world conquering or domination. Well, being world champions. I hear you. I I'm hear partially you. joking. Look, Honestly, well, what's interesting to me is I'm a lot older than you, so theoretically I should be more prone to have yeah. that view than you. Honestly, the reason I don't like them that much as a team is nothing to do with political Because you Nazi like the past. players and I, the manager. It's, it's the 
American kids or American people who don't know much about football, it's their go-to team to root for. You'll see uh, a million people walking into Germany and Jersey who know nothing about the team. Well, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? Nothing. No, no. It's just a no. I mean, it's, what, it's what, a bandwagon team. I don't like bandwagon. I see. Uh-huh. But you like the actual te- the players. You- I like some of them. I like yeah. Tony Kroos a lot. He was mm-hmm. Madrid at Madrid mm-hmm. Group G. Mm-hmm. Um, Belgium, Panama, Tunisia. And the world's biggest underdog, England. <laughs> I think Belgium's going to win the group. I gotta say, I could see Panama going through over England. England really? will probably go through, but they just crack under pressure so much. They're always supposed to be so good. I could really see them just messing it up again. If you're England, you have to love that draw, though. Yes, Tunisia and Panama, yeah. and then Belgium. Obviously, Belgium Belgium's should win the group. Mm-hmm. Belgium could win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Group H. Group H. Give me a second, Stephen. I'm just getting there on my computer. Group H, the last group. This is probably one of the weaker groups. Uh, Poland, Senegal, Colombia, and Japan. Hmm. I think speaking about Senegal and Poland, they have two very exciting players, Lewandowski. Mm-hmm. No, Mane and Lewandowski, who will both be very exciting to see play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and then Japan, I think the best team who the winners will be, I don't know who's going to win the group. I think the teams who go through will be Poland and Colombia. Hmm. And I oh we we stopped doing the best player in the group. Should we go back and do it or I don't think uh, it's worth it? Yeah. The best but, player in this group I'd say is Robert Lewandowski. Let me ask you a few questions. Um Of course. Okay. This is this is way this is way premature Who's and win it? this is way premature and uh, we'll we'll talk about it many times between now and then. But uh as of this moment looking at this draw, who would you predict to be in the final? Let's start with that. I really want to say Argentina, but I don't think the team can mm-hmm. help Messi enough. So I'd say, well, I'd say I'm going to tell you who I think the two best teams are because okay. saying in the final, I don't know how the bracket works. Right. So I say the two best teams right now are Germany and France. Okay. Um, which uh, which African team do you think will perform best? Oh my god! I just realized Ghana's not in it. Mm. <laughs> um. So I could see Nigeria. Egypt. I could see Senegal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Which um, small, uh, which others, which small country you think will do better than expected? Well, a small country you can do is Belgium because they're tiny. Well, they're okay, tiny. yeah, yeah. Okay, which which big underdog then will do? Do you believe better than expected? Hmm. I could see Poland doing well. I don't know how much of an You think they're a big like, underdog? People, well, they're not going to win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm trying to think. Costa Rica, I could see doing mm-hmm. well again. Mm-hmm. And which, um, who do you think will be the biggest disappointment hmm. besides England? I was going to say England. I was going to say that's so obvious. <laughs> it's too easy. Uh, I, I don't want to say Argentina. I think Messi can take them, will take them to at least the semis. Mm. I'm trying to think. Um, I could see Colombia just being a dud somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uruguay, Belgium always tends mm. to disappoint. Really? Mm. They always have the great play. We saw them capitulate in Lille, was we, it? Or? We did Lille, in Lille, yeah. yeah, against Wales. What a Wales match. Was in there. What a match. Yeah. Drenched in beer, yeah. throat so sore. We didn't. We should have drank beer. I really should have gotten you started drinking earlier. Should've. It's one of my great regrets as a father <laughs> that I haven't been feeding alcohol. Feeding me alcohol. Well, Solomon, um, it's exciting to think about the World Cup in Russia yeah. and the fact that we're going to try maybe if everything lines up and if your yeah. grades are awesome uh, to go. Um, so in honor of, uh, in try, honor of the potential site of the World Cup, in closing, I'd like to wait, say— Wait, 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 don't do it. I'm trying to think of one that involves Putin, but then again, I don't want to be killed. Mm. So you can take DRs. I was thinking Real Madrid is making happy for you. 
No, 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 no. I'm trying to look around the room for inspiration. Don't go to Putin's Russia if you're a Jew. Is footy for one, is footy for two? <laughs> nice talk. Good episode. <laughs>